Welcome everyone to the Walt Jr. of Grange Gorman's favourite football podcast, the OnlyFans football podcast. Rest up big fella, you know who you are. On today's podcast we discuss the ongoing situations on the 39A and in South Korea. We talk the weekend that was in the Premier League. We have the return of Cod of the Week, this week sponsored by Dreadful Premier League Defenders. We hope you enjoy the podcast wherever you are listening and be sure to follow our Instagram, Spotify, YouTube and Twitter. Take it easy. I spend these senses tell me this is going to get fucking tasty, baby. I will love it if we beat them. Love it. There's a slice of cheese, Minigoji, and Sopolis. I have a dream. Arnie, cut. Bartler. Eh. The fella in the green and white short. The guys up in the joy have asked to be put back in their cells. <laughs> <laughs> if you stop waffling, we might get some work done. He has the goo blood. He has the goo blood. Get out! Get out, man! You ain't got. Pirigi! Let me add a little bit of spice to that. Is he a fucking spice? My grandmother had wheels, she would have been a bike. I think I'm a special one. I'm the normal one. I never knew Stoke were that good. Hello everyone, and welcome to episode number 8 of the OnlyFans football podcast for the fans, by the fans. The he, by the fans. Juan Huang. Quang, what a name. We picked the name. We picked the name before uh, the podcast this week, purely because what a momentous occasion. Um, we'll get on to in a bit regarding Hall of Fame, but the country for his goal, the Korean country, fucking made me day. So, yeah, he, 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 uh, we'll talk about it in a bit, but yeah. How are you, Quang? How are you feeling? I'm feeling fucking awful. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> um, we're, record- we're recording on Zoom today. For anyone listening, it's uh, it's what time? It's about half eight, quarter to nine, um, on a Monday evening. I'm currently watching the Everton Burnley match as we speak, um, <laughs> and yeah, we had to record on Zoom this week. It's not something that we want to do. I'll be deadly serious. We want to be in Studio Two Five Zero. We both do. Neither is watching so, Burnley and Everton, if I'm honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but due to unforeseen circumstances, um, that we couldn't—it's not in our control. I may we, have COVID. We couldn't, we couldn't for anyone listening, I may or may not have COVID. <laughs> I don't want to jump the gun. For anyone, for anyone listening, I don't want COVID. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I'm not sitting beside Crab this evening. But yeah, apart from that, crowd, how was your week? Uh look. It would be typical now to get vaccinated and to just get it straight after you're vaccinated, wouldn't it? But uh, no, I, my week has been all right. It's been good. It's been fun. I just took go. a sip of water there. I don't want to cough during this. So essentially what happened is um, I was out playing golf yesterday. So, uh, <laughs> and some of the loyal listeners, uh, I don't know how many there are, probably not many, but if you're listening, <laughs> if you're listening to episode two, um, or episode three, one or the other. Can't remember myself. It's but... one of them. <laughs> Essentially, I was talking about going into the super value of Colester, um, and not being served because there was two people outside, and I was of age, um, and he, the person at the till, would not serve me for whatever reason, 
and I was playing with this same fella that did not serve me in that off license two or three years ago. Oh wow! It was <laughs> it was a sort of a crossing of paths. He said to one of the other lads I was playing, I work in Super Value with Colester, and then I had a fucking what do they call him? An epiphany. <laughs> An epiphany. I was like, this fella. He's the fellow who didn't fucking serve me that drink three or three years ago. I'm still he's salty. The he's the fellow who ran away and left his wife for you. <laughs> Rod Little. Oh, shout out Eamon Duffy. Adzi, how was your week? How was your week? Long week, man. Long week. The weeks are getting longer. The weekends are getting shorter. What's this uh, grim? Yeah, what is this? No, look, it's not grim at all. I have to say, really enjoying being back in college. Um, Got to shout out Shane. Shane and Dave, because they've listened to the podcast. I'm going to, a few of the girls as well, Ashley and uh, Anna, have also said they've enjoyed the podcast. So I'll have to give them a show. But um, yeah, good week. I was at the Ireland match on, geez, Tuesday, was it? Ireland and Serbia. Serbia, wasn't it? Yeah, Serbia. I have to say, Dusan Tadic, what a player. He was yeah. close to getting my uh, Hall of Fame this week. He's, I, I remember a couple of years ago, I was at the Ireland and Denmark game, in which Denmark spanked us. And I remember in the game, being sound, like Ericsson ran the show, and I thought the other night, early on, I thought the same thing was going to happen with Tadic. And this Serbia team has a great team, but for instance, the lads, they stuck it out and they got the draw in the end. They well deserved draw, to be fair. And yeah, then the weekend, same as yourself. I was there with a few few people from college watching the All Ireland final in which Mayo lost. I feel like Mayo losing is like when the Brits, when the English lost in the Euros. Great for everybody. Um, long Shocking. may it last. <laughs> no, uh, Shocking comparison yeah, no. there. Yeah, that's true. The West Britons <laughs> comes out. Um, no, I'm not even I'm not even um, Actually, to be fair, look, I thought Mayo were going to win it after being Dublin as well. But, we won't um, get into it too much. But yeah, good weekend. Good good weekend of football. A few drinks were had. Back on the grind now. And uh, yeah, we'll go again. We'll move on to the weekend's games. So what did you think? The first game, yeah. Spurs Palace. Palace's first win against Spurs for six. 16 now, six years. Yeah, I, do you know what? We were both chatting to each other while the match was on and I thought the first half <laughs> was some of the worst football I've ever watched in my life. It was dreadful. Oh, I second that now. It was fucking awful. I was actually, I was doing a bit of college work when I was on. I was chilling out and doing a bit here and there. And I, was looking, I was looking at half of that and it was dreadful. And I'm thankful I didn't watch it all. But um, the second half was brilliant. The second half was immense. Um, I think the game changed when um, our, our boy, I'm going to call him our boy, Jaffa Tanganga, got in a bit of a scrap. Oh, sugar. Got in a bit of a scrap with um, a bit of a scrap with Wilf Saha. Like, I'm going to say this without actually knowing what it means, so correct me if I'm wrong. But the rumor going about is that Tanganga called Saha a pussy and then took him out. So I don't really know what it means, but I thought to send it off, like I thought in the first half, Palace looked more threatening. Anyways. <laughs> I don't know what pussy all means, Grant. I'm sure you don't. I'm sure you don't. So I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to keep saying it. 
but that's why he called him. That's why he got sent off and he pushed him or whatever. And then he done a stupid challenge as well. Actually, he did a, He lost. He he kind of lost the head. But um, yeah. So I thought Conor Gallagher in the first half was immense as well. I really like Gallagher. Um, and second half, I think he got two assists. But uh, yeah, just a few things I've been here. Jermaine Genius at one stage, Regulon cleared the ball off the line. And to us at home, it looked like a great clearance. Like, you, you know what I mean? I'm not saying it wasn't a bad clearance. But uh, upon replay, the thing was going wide. Like, he headed it. He headed out for a corner and the thing was going wide. And Genius just goes, Jenny Warney, and he just goes, that's one of the best uh, clearances you're going to see all season. I'm saying to myself, will you ever shut up and get the Spurs bias off? You're like, what the fuck? Joe Roden, I think he came on for Eric Dyer. And actually, I, I genuinely like Joe, Joe Roden for the most part. But I wrote down in the notes while watching, I said Joe Roden, more like Joe Rogan, because he was absolutely awful. He was dreadful. Why is Joe Rogan awful? awful. Huh? Why is Joe Rogan awful? I, I wouldn't say Joe Rogan would have the coordination to play football. <laughs> He's too beefy and he has too much on his brain. Uh, but yeah, getting get on to the end of the game, Edward came on. And scored two and yeah, won the game for me. It was immense. I don't need to, to sell my soul. soul. He's, He's already in me. me. I wanna be Edward. He was great, wasn't he? Jamie oh. Mack, he was so good when he came on. And uh, yeah, Palace looked absolutely amazing. And seemingly before the match kicked off, Vieira sat his lads down, said, Right, lads, it's only sports. And they beat them three now. Yeah, no, that's completely hearsay. That's just me talking shit now, to be fair. <laughs> and Vieira, I noticed he wasn't he wasn't wearing his palace jacket anymore. So he's gone back to the classic look <laughs> of uh, Penny's uh, polo shirts. Yeah, so he he, he <laughs> so you're telling me he won the game because he changed his jacket. Yeah, so, sounds legit now, to be fair. <laughs> uh, it does sound valid, doesn't it? Oh, okay. um, we'll move on. We move on to three o'clockers. Yeah, I'm going to go straight ahead and go for Brentford versus Brighton. The battle of the bees. The bees and the seagulls. The battle. Who would win the fight between a bee and a seagull? I fancy a seagull to win that, to be honest. And they did win the end. <laughs> yeah, a beautiful goal by Liarno Trossard. Now, Big fan of him. I really loved um, McAllister's run for this one. I thought it was a brilliant little piece of play. Nice few one-twos. And I think it's a, it, it is a show for goal of the week, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I really like that goal. I am last minute of the game to win. And those are the clutch points you need to stay up for a team like Brighton. Yeah. So we move on to United and Newcastle and Millies. The big return of... <laughs> that burst me eardrums there, Adam. Ronaldo was great, man. He was great on his return. His, his first goal, the tap in. And I have to say, the keeper for the goal was absolute cat. He was cat for the goal. He was cat for every goal, to be fair. But Ronaldo's position, brilliant. And that's why he's, that's why he's, his kind of the way he plays has changed over the years. And his positioning now is as good as it's been. He hasn't really, I'm not going to say he hasn't got pace anymore. He has. But I think his ability to beat a man is probably not as good as what it was. But his, his position has taken over that ability to beat a man. So, yeah, his second goal was cracking as well. Takes on to his left foot, bam. Keeper probably could have saved it again, but he didn't. <laughs> you know, obviously, they won 4 1 in the end. I thought Newcastle were very wasteful. Very, very wasteful. Willock had a chance in the first half to square to uh, Joe Linton, 
or Almiron. Now, to be fair, if I was Willock, I probably wouldn't pass it Joe Linton himself. But he blasted over. Some of the players look like they don't want to play from. Like for Bruno's goal, which was a great strike, every defender was about five, ten yards off him. Like no one was putting pressure on him. They were basically going, go on, you can have a shot on. And you can't do that with one of the best players in the league. You can't. Like one of the things I got a great crack out was uh, Hendrick coming on with five minutes left and then Lingard scores straight away. Straight away. <laughs> Well, Hendrick comes on and then Lingard just scores. <laughs> like, yeah, there's symmetry in that, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, great, great game for United. Pogba got two assists again. I think he yeah, was brilliant. Looking, just going to step good. in on Pogba. I think Pogba yeah. was excellent. Unbelievable, Jeff. Uh, the, yeah, the, looking, the pass for the fourth good. goal, I thought he did a roulette pass, but he made it look so easy. It was just brilliant. Um, yeah. And Lingard's, actually, credit to Lingard, his finish was nice as well. Oh, it was a cracking finish. Yeah. I'd be very fair to him. I wouldn't disrespect him for that. It was a great finish for him. And, uh, yeah, he's a good player to have on the bench. You know, they're looking strong. I think another team with failures that may be really strong, but remains to see what happens. There's, there's, it's going to be a good title race now, that's for sure. And you'd almost forget the firepower they have off the bench, like Rashford, Cavani, Lingard, all yeah. going to be coming back soon. Yeah, Greenwood will probably be on the bench as well at some stage. Mm. So they're going to be very front heavy, let's say. We'll move on. Next three o'clock, I'm going to take Southampton against West Ham. Uh, Just an absolutely terrible game. I'm not even going to spend time on it. It was a nil all. Mikel Antonio got sent off. It was painful, really, because I had him in my fantasy team. A fat minus one red card. I'm going to move forward swiftly to Arsenal Norwich. And uh, your favorite person in the world, (laughs) Daniel Falk. Um, it was a 1-0 to the Arsenal the mighty mighty Arsenal I had a mate who was at this game actually who was in work and he went to see AFTV after Don Robbie and, and the law and Lee judges Don Robbie <laughs> and he was getting people to say he was getting a toy to say things to his mates and all this and um, just absolutely exploiting toy but um, yeah shout out to Gary who might be listening um, who was at that game and it was I thought it was actually a terrible game to watch, a terrible game of football. I don't mean to be rootless here, but um, yeah, I think the, the style of play Mikel Arteta has is not suited to the eye. The games he does win are against Norwich. You know, a one nil here, it should have been about four or five nil. Not going to lie to you, and they just were not clinical enough in front of goal. Aubameyang got the goal in the end. It was a bit like that Wang goal for Wolves. I'm still standing by the fact that Arteta is not good enough. Um, we'll move on to the next 3pm kickoff I have Leicester versus Man City another game where Leicester could have actually won this one I found uh, Vardy in my opinion was onside for the goal that he scored um, hint of offside maybe but I think he was on and he went around the keeper buried it they would have went 1-0 up but then City got the goal in the end and won 1-0 it was a game that could have been won by either side but Leicester Hard done by in the end, and not a good start to the season for Leicester this season. Um, yeah, I've seen the game myself, and I thought that I didn't think he was offside either. I was kind of a bit confused by it now, to be honest. And it was a good finish. You know, Leicester seemed to always put up the city as well, for the most part. And uh, it was a bit of a mad game. The sitting goal was lucky, but you can't you can't fault Bernardo Silva. Right place, right time, right player to put it away as well. And, 
he might have a bit of a renaissance this season as well because there was rumours of him leaving that but um, yeah podcast <laughs> incoming about the Great British Bake Off by the way oh yeah but for everyone listening starting soon two big fans here unfortunately so we'll be watching that quick shout out to uh, Mary Berry and Paul Hollywood as well oh yes oh Borley have made it 1-0 it's Ben Mee with the goal Cross in from the right hand side. I think it was Goodmanson. I'm sorry. Apologies, Cran, and apologies to uh, the Great British Bake Off fans. The Burnley fans go mild. You swear they're not in a library or something there. They're not even jumping up for the goal. And um, with that, will we move on to our, I think this is our last three o'clock, is it? Yeah. So, yeah, Wolves and Wofford. Cran, I was so happy for Wolves. Incredibly happy for Wolves, I have to say. He chanted. Wang, what a name. I thought it was poetic, right? That Wolves' first goal of the season. And by the way, I don't know what you've seen much today. They were so wasteful again. Like, I mean, so wasteful again. And their first goal of the season comes by an own goal. You couldn't write it, really. I was actually delighted for Wolves. Like, I know why you said Wolves to go down. My whole predictions are completely gone because I based my all off Harry Kane going to see. So I'm, I'm done for in that, anyways. I had Wolves going down. I don't think they will go down. I think they they have a solid side. And Trinkel, by the way, is a very good player. Very intelligent player. I think he could be very crucial for them this season. But yeah, Jimenez staying. Adama Traore staying. They looked the real deal. And I think with he Chan Huang, I think they could I think they could actually be, be up there, to be honest with you. I said it earlier about the Korean commentary. That made my weekend. It was a great, it was a horrible goal. It was a shit goal, to be honest with you. It was a little tap in. That didn't even look like it went over the line, and then he smashed it away. But yeah, delightful Wolves, I have to say. And he taught yourself. I, I didn't actually see this game, I'm not going to lie to you. I've seen the goals, uh, an own goal, pretty bad. Um, and the goal itself, <laughs> I mean, I thought it was actually a decent little ball in by Trinkau. Uh, I think yeah. it was Trinkau put it in. So yeah, it was a bit of a bundle. But the goal Two was. Two goals cool. were like somehow the Phoenix Park. <laughs> Heads of Robbie, there, Robbie from down. down the road scored, or uh, Damien, <laughs> or one of those lads. Goes in and tells the lads he can do 20 volleys on grass, but can't do it on concrete. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it, boys. I haven't got my boots on. <laughs> now he's half five kickoff, big one. Chelsea and Aston Villa. Take it away, baby. Chelsea Villa. Look, I watched the whole game. I was obviously watching the All Ireland as well while it was on, so I had it on my phone. I was multitasking. Not very good at that, but I think Thiago Silva was brilliant. I thought Edward Mendy again was unbelievable um, in the first half. A couple of occasions, and Saul, by the way, was absolutely awful on his debut. He had one of the worst debuts I'd ever seen. I'm not going to lie to you. He was woeful. Um, you just kept giving the ball away and that whole left side of the midfield was exposed to an onslaught um, from Villa and we suffered in the first half it was a bad watch but I thought Mendy pulled us through Lukaku obviously getting the goal which was unbelievable and lovely shift onto his right um, and yeah I think the, the second half pushed on um, Mings who was absolutely awful gave the ball away to Kovacic who scored and then the Lukaku goal again to top it off. 3 0, easy win. Not the best performance, but you know what? When Jorginho came on for Seoul, it was a lot easier. Um, I thought Seoul was pretty bad, not going to lie to you. Um, 
but a good performance nonetheless. And I think Lukaku could actually race Ronaldo for the for the Golden Boot this season. And that would be the last thing I say about it. Mm. So how are you feeling? You're happy? You're obviously you're happy with the results. Yeah. Lukaku, how was he? Two two goals in the game. How was he overall though? He was a fucking tank, man. I'm not gonna lie to you, man. He, he... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what sort of crack is coming out of me tonight, but look, Lukaku, I thought he was excellent. Um hold up play was brilliant. Movement was great. Um, but unfortunately he didn't get many chances in the game, which I felt bad for him for because a lot of the game was Villa coming at us. And Lukaku, with the handful of chances he had, he should be delighted he got two goals because I didn't think he was gonna get two goals whatsoever the way the game was panning out. Um not his best performance actually, but he got two goals. And this is Lukaku. He's clinical. He took the first goal incredibly well. I was yeah. really impressed with that goal, I'd say. Second goal was just a bit of a smash and grab, but the works. He's a cracking player. He's such a powerful player. I think we said it in the Mima special. I had him as number two in the top five transfers. I think he'll be crucial this season for Chelsea if they're to win the league or Champions League or whichever. Um, yeah, I think he's going to have a great season. I'm a big, big Romelu advocate. And that's that. I suppose we'll move on to the last game we'll talk about. It's Liverpool yeah. against Leeds. Adzi, I'm sure you're disappointed uh, that young Harry Yellow uh, suffered that bad injury. Let us yeah. know how the game went. I, I didn't watch it myself. <laughs> um, yeah, it was... Oh, Everton have scored! Oh, no. Oh, what is the chances that we start talking about Liverpool and Everton scored? I'm not <laughs> going to get into it because I want to talk about Liverpool. Michael Keane with the goal and it was looked a good goal. Liverpool, man, were very, 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 very good yesterday. To a man, I don't think anyone performed poorly. Um, the midfield... Two right Fabinho and Thiago, and then Elliot has that little Roman role. Elliot, or sorry, Fabinho and Thiago in midfield have played nine games together and they've won eight and drawn one. So I think that that shows how crucial they could be this season if Thiago can stay fit. And it's fair to say that Thiago's been fairly underwhelming. There's been the odd game where he's been immense, like really good. I thought yesterday was one of those games, and like there's moments in games, and especially the way Leeds play. I thought we played them to perfection yesterday. But Leeds are all about chaos, causing chaos. You know, getting in the defender's face, getting in the midfielder's face. And Thiago simply at times just took the ball, calmed everything down, and he was great. Like he, You know, he's a, he's a very good player. Like, and he was really good yesterday. Um, just about Leeds. Leeds were cat. Leeds were awful yesterday. Rodrigo should have made it 1-0 at start. They had a, he had a good chance to make it 1-0 and he didn't. Um, hit it right at Allison. He could have placed in the bottom corner. I think Leeds could struggle. I'd be worried about Leeds, especially if, if that's one of their better teams to play. They're so easy to carve open. And against Salah, Mane, and Jota, you can't do that. Yes. Simply, you just, you just can't do that. Like, you can't allow that to happen. Mane had 10 shots yesterday, and Leeds had nine. Mane scored one, and Leeds scored none. You know what I mean? So it's where these things go. Quick show on Harvey Elliott. Yeah, it was awful. It was an awful injury. It was completely accidental now because it's one of those challenges fairly innocuous because Cooper done the same thing to Salah about 10 minutes later and obviously didn't dislocate his ankle. You know what I mean? It's just unfortunate what happened. Um, I thought referee, like I do personally think referee dealt well with it. You know, it's one of them where he's in danger the player. You know what I mean? It's it, The challenge itself isn't, it's not even a yellow card. It's not a free kick. But the fact that he dislocated his ankle 
and you know what I mean he endangered the player it's a red card it's in the rules you know what I mean also it didn't anything. really make a difference to the outcome of the game he's going to win that anyway no um, not at all not at all it was 2 at the time I'm pretty sure <laughs> I think I think Salah again by the way Salah was unbelievable again he's such a good when he's on form he's really hard oh my god what a goal who scored back to Salah now but Townsend's had the score from about 30 yards out there Jesus Christ what a goal Jesus, um, he has a habit of doing that. Oh, what a goal. Oh, that's a crack. That's my goal of the weekend. But yeah, we'll, we'll touch back on Salah real quick. Yeah, For me, when he's on form like that yesterday against a player like Firpo, he's just unstoppable. You know, defenders don't know what to do around him. And yeah, great game from yesterday. 100 goals in the Premier League. And I couldn't be happier for him. And a good weekend that was. Yeah, absolutely. Will we go God of the Week, Cran, real quick. God of the Week. Mm-hmm. I've thought about this thoroughly. I was going to give it to Lukaku, but I'm going to give it to Paul Pogba. I thought, oh, okay. I thought he was very good from what I've seen. And, you know, I think if you keep a player like him fit, the likes of Ronaldo, the likes of Santos. Oh, Ray's made a tree one. Fuck's sake. sake. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I swear, oh. this is the most goals I've ever seen from a Burnley Everton game. Why has this happened during the podcast? But, um, yeah. I thought he just controlled the game brilliantly. And I think if we keep him fit, he's going to get plenty more assists. I think he has seven or eight this season already. Absolutely ridiculous. Seven already, I think, yeah. Four games in, he has eight assists. Unbelievable player. And he, the, for the fourth goal, it was just a brilliant pass. So I had to give it to him. Who's your God of the Week? I'm going to give it to Alton Edward. I think there's a lot of expectation on him coming down from Celtic. And he just fitted in perfectly. He was immense to the end. I couldn't be happier for him. The lady got the, got the goal. And um, goals, even. Goal of the week. Who are you thinking? Goal of the week. You know what? I'll give it to Ronaldo's second goal. I thought it was a great take. Hits with his left foot. Keeper could have done better, but still a good goal by him. On his return to the club. Yeah, good goal. I'm going to give it to Liarno uh, Trossard for the winner against Brentford. I think the run from McAllister was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I'm just after... Do you know what? I was eating dinner when I came in. And... I was going to ring up the chipper because I was still hungry. Like, And I rang them and they said, Adam, guess what our special is today? And I goes, what? And they goes, it's caught in a <laughs> This fellow Ronaldo is a cop. So our cut of the week this week is... Is it has to be for me, Mings. Only on Tyrone Mings. Me and Adzi were debating call of the week. I know it's a bit of a bad thing to debate whether a player was shit or not, but we were doing it. <laughs> we're just negative, sort of. I don't know, washers. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I've gone for Tyrone Mings because I think yeah. for, the, for the second Chelsea goal, it's sort of unforgivable what he did. They're giving him captain. And he was captain on Saturday. And he's a complete liability. I'm going to be honest yeah. with you. He, he does yeah. not worry a captain. And that is why I'm going to go for Tyrone Mings. So moving on. Now to Euro Trash and Euro Treasure. Crown, what's your treasure this week, baby? It's got to go to Mr. Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Oh, wow, okay. On his return from injury, he's 39 years of age. 
He's about to turn 40 next month. Absolutely brilliant to see him scoring this weekend. Um, 2-0, they won. And yeah, just generally, I, I just think for him to be 40 years old and banging in goals, something you don't see very often. Um, I think Inzaghi did it for Milan. And he is someone that is doing it now for them. Yeah, I'm going to go. My Euro trash this week comes from the Superliga of Portugal. Sporting Lisbon and Porto were playing corner kick to uh, Sporting Lisbon. And to put it bluntly, Pepe punches Sebastian Coates of QPR overhead kick fans, Liverpool, in the jaw. He punches him square in the jaw. And he literally tells referee to look over. As if he didn't punch him in the jaw. He's like, look, look, look at VAR. I'll put the video on the post, but he literally hit the haymaker. Could have, he could have killed him. He could have killed him. <laughs> um, he didn't, obviously. But great bit of shithousing from uh, Pepe. Top-notch shithouse in general. But um, yeah, Pepe punching Quartes is my Euro treasure this week. <laughs> so many uh, four-year-olds in Euro treasure this week. Euro trash, Adzi. Istanbul. Bashik Shir. In the Superliga of Turkey. Um, another technicality this week is Turkey. Uh, you can argue they're not in Europe, but they are in the Champions League. So <laughs> I am going to give it to them. They've lost 2-1 to Giuseppe. And that makes it four losses in a row for them. And you might remember, uh, they did beat United in the Champions League. And um, Demba with the goal. So just an awful start. They're bottom of the league, like. And they are very, like, wealthy as a club. So, really bad start for Istanbul. And that gets my Euro trash. Yeah, and just to add to your point about... Oh! No, just to add to your point about uh, Demaba, he retired today as well. So, great player. Absolute cult hero of the Premier League. But he's retired today. Wow. From football. Sad day for all. Your Euro trash. My Euro trash this week comes from the Serie A. Um, Juventus, man, they're 16th in the league. They have one point. They lost 2-1 to Napoli the weekend. But their team looks a shambles at the deadly series, which doesn't look good at all. Um, but yeah, they, they're they 16th in the minute. The team looks a shambles, but at the same time, they have players like, oh, I've only made a 4-3-2. Jeez, this is a cracking game. I've never seen such um, a game of a Monday night football. That's so good. Oh, he's offside. He's offside. Never mind. Um, yeah, Juve 16th in the league. Yeah, they're just really poor at the minute. And they have a few good young players. They obviously have uh, Cialini, they have Benucci. Yeah, I think I think they will they will have enough turn of watching soon. But um, yeah, horrible start for Juventus. And uh, yeah. Yeah, the Hall of Fame this week. Adzi, I'm gonna start with me. I know that's very okay. rude. That's very rude of me. Yeah, I shouldn't really okay. know that. <laughs> But I'm oh, going to go with Michael Phelps, the seagull. Well, <laughs> that, that, <laughs> I need to give this a bit of background. So uh, essentially, I was going to work or no, I wasn't going to work. What was I doing? No, no, I was going to the town. All right. I was on the 39A and I was going along the keys. All right. In the Liffey, I spot a seagull. I was very bored at this point now. I was just listening to Kanye's new album or something. And I was looking out and I seen a seagull who was dipping his head underwater and doing the butterfly. And I might have been high at the time, but I'm going to give it to him. <laughs> um, 
I think, you know, flapping your wings like that is something majestic to behold in the Liffey of Dublin. And Seagull. Was, was he drowning? <laughs> I don't know, Adzi. I don't know. He, he could have been trying it's to end it. Possibly. He, he could be dead now, Cramp. Anyway, I'm just absolutely waffling at this point. But I'm going to give oh, it to yeah. uh, Michael Phelps, the Seagull, this week. You, Adzi. Yeah, um, I, I mentioned it earlier because I genuinely did make my day. Um, it's made my week, guys. It's 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 He Chan Huang's goal of um, Wolves. The Korean commentary on it was great. Um, yeah, it was just a, a feel good moment. Then I love when viral clips of goals and in native countries, the commentary got mad. I love that. And there was something about the He Chan Huang goal that just resonated with me, and I really enjoyed it. So. Yeah, that is my nomination for this week. I'm gonna, you're gonna put it in now. Our nominations this week for Hall of Fame is He Twan Wang's goal with Korean commentary against Wofford and Michael Phelps, the Seagull. Completely, completely nonsensical. But you know what? I I just thought to myself, I need to put something nonsensical like the podcast before. (laughs) Move on to get it out this week. And we kind of done this on the fly. So a lot of this could be spoof. But shout out to Dave for asking the top five African players in Premier League history. It's kind of topical, to be fair. Very topical with Salah getting 100 goals. Top five African players, as we said, done on the fly. Cran, you're number five. Do you want to start? <laughs> Do you want to start, actually, as a top five? Yeah, absolutely. I'll number start. Five. I'll go with number five. He's been dreadful lately. Absolute dog. Um, Sadio Mane is my number five now. As we said, we kind of done this for like five minutes now, so we didn't really put much thought into it. So, um, I could have had Michael Essien, Essien I could have had um, Jimmy Choi Ore, <laughs> could have had Samuel Leto. But I went with Sadio Mane in anyways, and one of the reasons being, I remember that 18-19 season, and leading into the 19-20 season, he was absolutely immense. He was the 18-19 top scorer at Golden New with Mo Salah and Harry Kane. Yeah, he had a great season. So, Sadio Mane is my number five. My number five this week goes to no man other than JJ Akacha. I think for someone that I didn't witness, I've watched a few soccer aid matches and this fella is absolutely magical player. Reminds me a bit of uh, Sam Maximum as well, the way he goes about business. Absolute trickster. Played under the great Sam Allardyce for Bolton. So nice they named him twice. (laughs) Absolutely. And I think he is a bit of a cool hero as well. Yeah, but absolutely, 100%. Definitely makes my number five. Um, and believe it or not, fun fact, Alex Awobi is his nephew. So well, Kocha, Oh, yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> JJ Kocha, number five for me. Number four for you, Adzi. Who are we going with? Colo, 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 Tore. Yeah, I'm going with Carlo Torre. A bit of a, he's a bit of a meme, isn't he? Really, he's a bit of a meme. He's a cracking player, though. He's like, I mean, he was a part of the Arsenal Invincible team that were by name, by nature, they were invincible and they had a cracking season that season. Um, 
he went to, he, I think he won a good few trophies with Arsenal as well, to be fair. Bit of a stalwart there for a time. Um, I'm pretty sure he was with Man City as well, wasn't he? I think he got a tr- few trophies there. Um, and obviously with Liverpool, he played a part in that season. Um, 13 14, cracking team, Luis Suarez. Unbelievable that season. But yeah. Colo Torre, cracking player. He's and of course, Celtic. And of course, Celtic. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the invincible Celtic as well, actually. But yeah, cracking player, Colo Torre, number four for me. Your, number four for yourself, Cram. My number four is Dirty Michael now, Joe. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's Senna McKay. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, a few for OnlyFans bingo there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, my, my number four player, African player, is Samuel Eto. I think he had a fabulous career. Not gonna lie to you. Um, I witnessed not his best stuff at Chelsea, but even when he wasn't at his best and he was old as shit, he was really good. You know, he just yeah. had that knack for scoring goals. You know what I mean? Inter Barcelona, a great career. Samuel Eto'o, my number four. Mm. I was going to put Eto in, only for the fact he played for everything. <laughs> yeah, my number three is... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah, what a player, man. To be fair, look at this. He could probably be number one. I think the top three is interchangeable, to be fair. Uh, but yeah, Yaya Torre, cracking player. He won he won the Champions League playing for Barcelona at the end of half against Ronaldo when he was at United. Like he that was that was the night that Eto scored in that game, Messi scored in that game. Premier League guys, I think he has three or four Premier League titles. Um I'm pretty sure he won like African player of the year four times in a row when he was at City. Um and obviously the the Premier League, excuse me, the Champions League with Barcelona. Yaya Torre, my number three. That 13 14 season, he was absolutely colossal as well. So, yeah, definitely. I think top three, we'll probably have the same top three. They're yeah. all interchangeable. But, yeah, cracking player. Yeah, yeah, Torrey, number three for me. Yeah. Um, I will get on to Yaya because I do have him in my top three, as you said. But uh, I'm going to talk about Mo Salah next, number three for me. He's probably your number mm-hmm. one, if I was to guess. Um, oh, he is, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, Salah. Absolutely terrific player. And when Chelsea let him go, I wasn't expecting him to sort of prevail like he has. Roma, absolutely brilliant season. Um, Gets his move to Liverpool. And ever since, he's been getting consistently 20 goals a season. So you you have to put him on this list. I think he's brilliant. And I think he has a few more years left in him. Um, And I think he could staple his place as the greatest African player ever. Well, for me, it's a bit too yeah. early to put them up at the top. I've put number three. Um, you're number two. My number two is Didier Drogba. Oh, baby. I, I would hazard a guess as he's to your number one, maybe. <laughs> if you were to um, guess, then. If you were to guess. Yeah. Didier Drogba, man, Ivory Coast legend. He has won Champions League, I'm pretty sure. No, he has. He definitely has with Chelsea. Ah, stop that. Win of stop that trolling. He has, he has two... <laughs> no, I actually... A genuine I'm only joking. He has two African player of the years, I'm pretty sure, and he won the Golden Boot twice. I don't know for a fact. Yeah, and he has four Premier League titles with Chelsea. I'm pretty. I'm nearly certain of that. 
yeah, just one of the best players to ever play, striker-wise. He never really, the weird thing about him was he always turned up in cup finals, which, I mean, there's nothing weird about that. That's extraordinary. Like, <laughs> But his goal record in the Premier League, like, I'll talk about Salah now in a minute, wearing the golden boots, whatever. I don't know. It's just a bit weird. I think, I think he didn't, like, he got a lot of goals, obviously, but it felt as though, like, I, I can't remember. Oh, I don't know. I'm lost in the point. He's a cracking player now. I'm, t- I'm tired at this stage. Yeah, Drop yeah. number two for me. I'm not going to spoof anymore. <laughs> Go for it. You're number two. My number two is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I absolutely love this player. Loved him. Yeah. One of the few He's City players... Player, man, wasn't he? Yeah. One of the few City players I actually liked in this era. Um, he's, yeah. he's brilliant um, the way he just drove the ball forward as you said he was an absolute tank just big strong athletic yeah. fa- fast fast colossal man fast colossal, man of 6 foot 3 or 6 foot 4 you know yeah. um, he's he's just brilliant brilliant I have nothing else to say about more than that number one yeah. my number one as we said is Mohamed Salah Three African player of the years, I'm pretty sure, just from this time in Liverpool. He has two golden boots, and obviously he's, he's hit 100 goals, but each season he's been with Liverpool, he's been our top scorer. And like we said earlier about when he left Chelsea, we didn't really think he'd be great, but he's, 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 he's one of the, for me in any ways, he's one of the best Premier League wingers ever. Um, cracking player. He has a Postcats award as well, which I think is fairly interesting. I was at the game, it was against Everton in the snow in December of twenty eighteen, I think. Yeah, I just I just love Mo Solomon. I think he's a cracking player and uh, yeah, long may long may his form last. Long may his form last. Twenty seventeen was the goal actually. Um long may his form last. I, I love the fella and yeah, cracking player. Yeah, Chelsea legend. Anyway <laughs> <laughs> Number one for me is Didier Drogba. <laughs> The moments this man created in my childhood are iconic. He's probably my favourite player of all time for what he did in that Champions League final, for what he did against Barcelona in the semi-final. He yeah. was the biggest of the big for Chelsea. Showed up every time. No doubt about it. United in the FA Cup final, 08 I think it was, 7. Um, the 2010 FA Cup final against Portsmouth. Obviously, it is yeah. against Portland, but um, the 2012 Champions League final. And I think if he didn't get sent off in Moscow, I have a feeling Chelsea would have won that game. But listen, um, those moments he created in that Champions League final, they're everlasting in my memory as a, ch- as, as a child of 11 um, or 10. <laughs> 11, yeah. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, banging from sort of uh, devastation in Moscow when Terry missed that penalty. I remember crying when I was a child at that, mm-hmm. and it was rough to take to cry in tears of joy with Drogba and whacking the table, the coffee table when the penalty went in. I couldn't believe to be a German team on penalties. Something very. Special. I don't think many could believe it. To be fair, it was it was a hell of a final, and the goal, the goal is is equalizer was sticking me forever. Like it was a cracking corner. I think Mata took it. Into drug plan. Drug bar! <laughs> what a great call. Euphoric. Yeah. That's how I would describe so, it. 
my top five, just a quick run through, is five, Sadio Mane, four, Carlo Torre, three, Yaya Torre, two, Didier Drogba, and one, Mohamed Salah. Brilliant. My top five, JJ Akasha. Number four, Samuel Eto. Number three, Mo Salah. Number two, Yaya Torre. And number one, Didier, the King Drogba. And that's it for this week's podcast. Yeah. <laughs> cracking, cracking podcast again this week. Um, get on the train. Follow the podcast on Spotify. Follow the Instagram. Follow the socials. Follow Mimos, our official sponsor. And Twitter. Give Twitter a follow as well. Twitter. We're on there quite a lot now. So Yeah, we are, to be fair. That's it. Hopefully be back to normal next week. If I don't test positive for COVID, I'm getting worse by the minute. So uh, I'm going to hop off really quick. Adzi, do you want to wrap up this pod? Yeah, thank, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, hit all the socials up. We really appreciate the love. And we'll leave it there, so. We'll leave it there, so. 